Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I am your host, Brandon Navera, and I'm here on this wonderful Sunday afternoon, probably the first Sunday in a long time that I really haven't had much to do. Uh, so it is the season, one of my favorite seasons. It's fall. Of course, we're in Texas, so not sure if you're familiar with Texas, but Texas is an interesting animal. It can go from fall to summer to summer, 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 back to fall again. So we've been blessed to have some what I consider fall weather, and uh, we're taking advantage of it because nothing says fall like Halloween. So for some of those uh, people that don't know me, um, Halloween is by far one of my favorite holidays, and... I, uh, I like to celebrate it every year with a tradition. You know, you've got trick-or-treating, you've got decorating, you've got haunted houses. I like to dive into scary movies or horror movies, slasher movies, supernatural, even some sci-fi movies that are a little creepy. And I've been doing it forever. I mean, just, you know, I'm 41 years old and I feel like I've been doing it longer than I should. But I've been doing it with a good friend of mine who's here right now. Ken, what's going on? Hey, happy scary movie season. It is, it is. It is our scary movie season, and we both are on the same page. We are meshed, molded together in, in ectoplasm, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, uh, we're ready to go. It's the first time we've got to do it in a long time, though, because life happens, um, where we haven't been able to kind of co-op on a, on a scary movie day, but today we're doing it. Absolutely. And we're excited about it, and we're ready to go. We've already finished our first one. Of the day. We got a little late start. My fault. But we've got our first one done. And the first one was The Wolfman. Uh, Not the classic. But the 2010 movie with Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. Which I never saw, dude. I don't think I ever saw it either somehow. I can't imagine how we missed it. but I don't know. And and you brought it up. And I was super stoked about it. And we watched it. It was pretty good. I mean, look. Came out in 2010. It's got a good cast. Um, The special effects were good. It wasn't too CGI. Cool transformations. Very cool transformations. And it was, it's, it stuck to the original classic Wolfman movie where the look wasn't some giant werewolf or giant wolf running around. He was the half man, half wolf creature, the beast. And it just had a great feel to it. So that's kicking off the season. Now I know that's what kicks off today. I've been watching some movies the last few days. But we're going to talk about some of our favorites, some of our guilty pleasures, some of the god-awful ones out there, some of the remakes. And we're just going to kind of go through, and really we can make a series out of this podcast just about horror movies um, with all the different categories. But we're just going to kind of talk about it and get everybody hyped. We know this year's been rough. Really, 2020 could be written as a horror movie. Um, So we just want to go back and and, and talk about it. And I want to first start talking about Something that I think, and maybe I should wait on this, but I'm not going to. Uh, I think that the horror movie genre right now is suffering, in my opinion. Um, I think they are focused on either two things. One, the super campy, you know, happy death day style movies that are coming out, you know, fast. Or, you know, what was that one on the, the Paradise Island? You know, all these other ones that are just, they're just cheesy and campy. And, and they're the same over and over again. Or two, they're trying to rehash some of the older movies, which isn't a bad thing. Like, they're finally bringing out, Chris Rock is in it and directed it, I believe, the new Saw movie is coming out. So it's another Saw reboot, 
but not really a reboot, but yet kind of. And I feel like we've just been kind of dry on horror movies lately. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people are do, still doing some good things, but I mean, it's like music. It's kind of, you know, I don't want to go off on a different tangent, but you can still find good stuff. Sometimes you just got to dig for it, though. Yeah, and I, and I miss the days where you could almost every Halloween, or at least, you know, let's say end of August through October, you knew some good horror movies were coming out, like in the movie theater. It was like, it was almost like Christmas. You knew they had the good movies. They haven't done that in a while, so I think something that we do, which is awesome, is going through and looking at the movies, and I want to start off right now uh, diving into it and saying, look, Ken, when you think of Halloween and you know you're going to sit down and start your 31-day binge of things that you should, shouldn't put into your head. What is one of the movies that you know every year you're going to watch? Period. Uh, number one movie I got to watch during like October, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's the Halloween movie for me. That's, okay, so that, now this is another debate. This is interesting for me. I choose to watch that on Chris, or Christmas only. That movie is the only movie that's both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. It's legit in both categories. It really is. Because, it, I mean, it's called Nightmare Before Christmas about a guy, or a skeleton, <laughs> who, <laughs> who is over Halloween, doesn't want to be part of Halloween, and wants something more. But they give enough attention to both holidays. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I could see that. I, I've chosen because of the lack of Christmas movies that I like to throw it in the Christmas category. Makes sense. But Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton, um, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. And they used to re-release it in the movie theaters every year. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to do that this year. I don't, I, I don't think they're releasing anything this year. But um, that's a good one. For me... One of them is, and I'm going, I'm going classic, which might lead us into our next one. It's that's my beer. It's Night of the Living Dead, the original Romero, black and white Night of the Living Dead. I know every year I'm watching it within the first week of my scary movie season. I'm watching that movie because to me, that's creepy. Like, I understand that if you look at it from a perspective of modern filmmaking, it's. It's not creepy with the, the effects and all that. But if you take it for what it is and you look at the budget he didn't have, the black and white, the, the, the realism, actually, of the zombies, it's a creepy movie. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorites. The, the effects are very realistic, honestly, considering how long ago it was made. You're right. They're, they're all practical effects. They're just like munching on gross things, little chunk, pieces of meat and stuff. So it looks very gross. I just actually watched that movie, and I watched the color version. Normally, I definitely prefer the black and white, but I watched the color version because they had a Riff Tracks version of it, really, which was kind of funny. But it really, you know, honestly, I really like Riff Tracks most of the time. But this time, it just kind of made me want to watch the original because the original black and white version is really good, it's groundbreaking. So I used to do a Halloween party every year, and um, I would just show horror movies on in the background on mute, and that was one. That he put on mute, and it, everybody would just be drawn to it. What is that? You know, some people didn't know what it was. They should be smacked. But um, they, they watched it, and like, what is that? And you're right. The scenes outside of the barn house or the farmhouse, when they're just eating the, the, the raw or the chicken and chunks of nasty meat, it's disgusting looking. Yeah. Like, it's gross. They did a great job. They did. Um, so that's one for me that I, that I really like. Now, zombies are huge, obviously. We're going into that category now. I'm just flowing here. 
I feel free to interrupt me anytime. Um, zombies are huge. I'm a big zombie fan. And zombies have obviously with The Walking Dead and, and all that, they kind of rejuvenated. There's been a ton of movies since then. Um, when you look at zombie movies, what, excluding Night of the Living Dead, I mean, unless that's the only one you like, what are some, what, what's you, what's another great movie where you can just go start to finish a phenomenal zombie movie? It doesn't necessarily have to be because it's the greatest production, but just it, it capitalizes and it puts it all in that two hour frame of what zombies are. I happen to, I tend to gravitate towards the ones that are more groundbreaking because there's so many zombie movies. They're, most of them are so similar to each other. They're basically doing the same thing over and over again. So the ones that jump out at me are the ones that really kind of do something different and fresh with it. That's why I really like, you know, like 30 Days of Night, or, or not, uh, what's the one I'm talking about? 28 that Days Later. Right. 28 Days Later is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That one was really cool because it just felt different. Another one I just watched the other day was Shaun of the Dead. It was oh my God. It was a legitimate comedy, and it's very funny, but it's also a legitimate zombie movie. It, it's because Simon Pegg's a fan. Yeah. Like, he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, you're right, dude. He gets it. And I agree with you. The 28 Days Later was a groundbreaking movie because it's zombies. They never call them zombies. Yeah. But it's a different take on it. Mm-hmm. And it's intense, man. Plus, you got the Muse doing that. No, the Muse didn't do the soundtrack to that, did they? Uh, 30 Days a Night, the one Gosh, I accidentally said. They did, the, they did a song on that. Yeah, you're right, my bad. <laughs> but the music, anyway, to 28 Days Later is phenomenal. It's, it, it's, it gets your heart going. Um, and even the sequel, 28 Weeks Later, yeah. wasn't nearly as bad. It wasn't as good, but no. I still like that one. But it was good. It was still groundbreaking. For me, um, I, I really like that. I think you're right, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead's phenomenal. I'm going to go the opposite and say one movie that doesn't capital, or like, take the zombie genre and do anything to it that makes it worse in my opinion is the over budget overpriced overhyped World War Z hmm I did not like it I thought I expected a lot from it because of the story and Brad Pitt and all that but the zombies to me in that movie well first off they're all you know just they look cartoony they never looked real the only scene I liked was the very end when they were trying to be quiet and walk through and and whatever. I just thought to me it was like an overpriced movie that said, here's our massive budget, we want to capitalize on zombies, and we failed, which is why the sequel hasn't come out yet. I, I can see that. I guess I enjoyed it, uh, but maybe I enjoyed it more as, an, as a Brad Pitt action movie than as a legitimate zombie movie. The one thing I really did like that really stands out is the one image everybody thinks of when they were all piling on top of each other to climb the wall. That was that I, that I thought was really cool, and I, it was something you know, that I don't think people have done a lot with in, within zombies, because they certainly would be sort of like ants, where ants will build a bridge, not not quite that smart, but use each other, like climb over each other, and you just don't see that. And so I thought that, one, that part was kind of cool, at least. It was, yeah, that was cool because, it, yeah, it did. It did remind you exactly of ants, like you see on National Geographic or something, where they're just they're they're working together in a way. Um, it was cool. I I just expected more of it because I knew it was such a big budget film, and I think obviously everybody else did. I mean, they were trying to make the sequel, and and it just keeps putting on hold. But I think one of the the groundbreaking ones too is. Um, I was going to say Last Train, but is it Last Train to... Uh, oh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. That was cool. Train to Busan. Phenomenal movie. If you, got, if you guys haven't seen it yet, look at it. You know, watch it. I know the sequel's out, but watch it. 
yes, it's you can watch the subtitles. It doesn't matter though. It really doesn't matter. It's so action packed. The zombies are awesome. It's chaotic. It's you you feel for the characters in the movie. I thought they did a great job. If I remember correctly, I don't think there's even all that much dialogue in there it. Isn't. So whether you watch it in English or Korean doesn't really make that big yeah, a difference, it, I don't think. It really you don't and that should tell you something about the movie that you don't need dialogue to feel what these guys are going through trapped on this train. Phenomenal movie there. I, I loved it. That one, uh, I want to see the sequel, and we've talked about doing that um, because I want to see is it going to live up to the hype? You know, sometimes they just they just don't. You got to just stop where it is. But um, on another uh, uh, horror film thing, when you think of ghosts, spirits, supernatural, what are some of the movies that pop in your head that are dealing with that? The the, the spirits, the supernatural, poltergeist styles, obviously poltergeist. What what are movies that you like during that during Halloween? What deals with ghosts? One thing I always like to bring up in that category that doesn't get nearly enough credit is the original The Haunting. There was the remake that was made in I don't know the late nineties or something with Liam Neeson. And, oh and, yeah, and I think maybe Owen Wilson was in it too. Uh, that one was okay. I kind of enjoyed that for what it was, I suppose. But the original was really cool. It was really minimal. They did so much with sound. They made sound so scary. It was like the you know the old creaking sounds of the old haunted, yeah. like, just like a, like a real house, like a farmhouse or something. You know, houses make funny noises in the, in the night, and they they used that and they amplified it and they made it really scary. Did a lot of work with that. Is that the? I mean, you were talking about the black and white version. Yeah, it's black and white. And does that have Vincent Price in it? No, that's a different movie. That's a different movie. Is that, that was, the house on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price? Yes, I think so. Okay. The Haunting. i got to be honest with you. I can't for the life of me remember The Haunting at all. So, yeah, here's The House on Haunted Hill uh, with Vincent Price, so that's not it. Um, I'm going to have to check that out because I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember it. But I know the, the, the remake, and it was okay. Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think, was in that yes. too, which is always nice. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the... Uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which is outstanding. Uh, I believe that is also another adaptation on the same source material. I think you're right. As I, yeah, so, okay. that's See, now, now I'm going back going, okay, I got to watch that. For me, when I think of ghosts, there's the newest one, which is just called Ghost, if you've seen that. A new movie called Ghost? Yeah, it's a that. new movie called Ghost. It's not Patrick Swayze, don't worry. <laughs> um, and it's spelled with a lowercase g. Like, everything's lowercase. Like, you know, Ghost, the movie, everything's capital, this is lowercase. So when I watched it, I thought it was going to be a spoof, actually. <laughs> and I was like, am I getting into a scary movie thing? It is a foreign film. Um, it came out two years ago, I believe. Don't quote me on it, but I just watched it. It is disturbing. It Because what they do in this movie is, and I don't want to give anything away, but it's similar to what you said. The They don't go overboard with special effects as far as let me show you this ghost. It's the little things. And they amp up those little things so much. The background noise. The images in the background that you can't quite make out, but you know shouldn't be there. Um, the actors in it, who I don't know at all, are good. And they look scared, so you're scared. And I really like it. It's called Ghost. I watched it. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I think that's where I got it. I think you can rent it, or they may have it for free. Maybe I am completely wrong but i will double check for you guys and let you know sounds uh, cool yeah it's awesome uh, i really like that one and then the other one that i liked uh that is a, a scary movie um which i guess it could be supernatural i know it's about um 
I know it has kind of witches involved, but it's still mostly supernatural, is The uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, have you seen that one yet? Uh, actually, I don't remember if I saw that one. Oh I remember God. that coming out, but I don't actually remember if I saw it. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Scary movie. It takes place pretty much all in a, in a funeral parlor or home or whatever you want to call it. And it's a father and son. There's not a big cast in it. I'm telling you what, it's the very end. You're like, oh, man. Like, it hits you. Like, it, And they did a great job with the suspense. Again, not showing you a ton of special effects, which is cool. Making it realistic. Making the things that happen realistic. And that movie was intense. So uh, that's another one you guys should watch, in, in, in my opinion. So when we look at Halloween, obviously we got to talk about the slasher films. It's part of it. It's a staple. I mean, there, you have different... When you look at horror movies, you have different genres. You know, you have horror supernatural. You have horror slasher. You have gore movies that are strictly gore, like Hostel and all that. They're not scary. They're just disturbing. Um, and then you have, of course, what I like to call, like, the creature films. Zombies aren't creatures. They're in their own category. The creature films, like, some, you know, monstrous creature... From the gates of hell came out and is is hunting everybody or or the blob or things like that, you know. So when you look at slashers, we've had plenty in our lifetime and before our lifetime of slashers, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason, uh, Leatherface. Um, what are what are some of the, the ones that you look at and go, these are these are the best. These are this is it right here. This is the when I say slasher, yeah, I'll watch all of them because I'm a sucker for it. But this one's the best. Like, this, these guys got it. I'm not sure I actually really have a specific favorite in that category. Because a lot of them are, are bad. Yes. And then a lot of them that are bad are awesome anyway. Right, right. Uh, you, obviously, you have the classics, the guys that you mentioned, the, the famous characters that you mentioned. I just watched... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre just the other day. The original? Yeah. Awesome. And it's great. It's an outstanding movie. What's interesting about that is you almost can't even call it a slasher. There's so little violence actually shown in that movie. It's all just off screen. You're right. It's actually really interesting how different people's perspective is on that movie from what it actually is. Because that movie, back when it came out, got banned. Oh, yeah. People were, like, having riots over it. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but they were having fits over it. Uh, you couldn't watch. I mean, it was a big deal. They called it grotesque. And, and when we watched, I think you're right. It's like, yeah, they're eating people and doing some disturbing things. But you don't really see it. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the blacklisting. Uh, you talked about, you uh, brought up Poltergeist earlier. That movie, everybody knows that that movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. Right. Like, that's, that's common knowledge. Except that's totally wrong. It was directed by Toby Hooper, the same guy that did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And nobody believes it. Right. Nobody realizes it. That's interesting. It's because Spielberg worked on the movie. He did. He shot a little bit of second unit stuff. And I'm getting some of this information, to be fair, from uh, Joe Bob Briggs. But, uh, yeah, he did, he did a little bit of maybe second unit shooting. And that got spun into this whole story about the fact that he was, like, ghost directing this movie. And so people to this day swear up and down that Spielberg directed and it's not true. Which probably is the reason why that movie hit so hard and got out in all the theaters and didn't have any issues with it other than everybody died on the set. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Leatherface, yeah, Leatherface is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre's classic. Um, I, I've always leaned out of the... Uh, we've always talked about the Freddy versus Jason versus, 
you know, all those guys, like Freddie versus Jason versus Michael versus Leatherface. Out of those guys, who do you look at? I've always liked the idea of Jason. And the reason I've liked the idea of Jason is because to me, when you look at the first Friday the 13th, okay, and, and, and you look at that movie just by itself, and you realize after watching that entire movie, you know, you think in your head that Jason, this kid, is the one that's doing the killing because he's been picked on and all this nonsense. And when you find out that it was his mother, it's probably one of the best moments in the history of horror movies. And then it gets even better because Jason's there at the end. Yeah. And then Jason comes in the second one to avenge his mother's death. And I thought that those first two movies as almost being like one movie, kind of. And, and I thought you take those two movies and I'm like, Jason does it. Now, unfortunately, Jason has gotten abused. <laughs> Literally, in every movie. Gone to space, gone to hell. Fought Freddy again, back from hell. Um, I mean, it, 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 they've gotten awful. I gotta say, though, that Freddy versus Jason was cool. so much better than I expected it to be. It was fun. I expected it to be total trash, and it was actually kind of cool. It was cool. cool. The idea of bringing Jason back to help them destroy Freddy, and Freddy was the bad guy, and you're rooting for Jason, it, it's, like, it's like King Kong versus Godzilla, right. you know? Uh, coming out soon, by the way. Um, but yeah, very cool. But I, the one that's getting a lot of attention these days is Michael Myers. You know, we've had the remakes with Rob Zombie. And I think you and I just talked about that. Um, I like I like the first one a lot. The second one, I didn't like the direction he went. And I've only seen it once. So in all fairness, I need to watch it again. I feel the same way. I, I definitely liked his original. And the second one was just okay. But I still like the vibe that he... Brought yeah, to it. like the filmmaking of it yeah. will look cool. And, and honestly, I'm not a big fan of the... I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of what you're trying to talk about, but the, the, I'm not really that big of a fan of most of the Halloween movies. I think most of them are way overrated, but... Uh, I agree with it. Those two, I thought, really revitalized it. I like the idea of Michael Myers. Again, when you look at the source, I love the idea of him being this killer and, and whatever, you know, like just this nonstop evil machine. It just got ridiculous as time went on. So now they've redone them where they're picking up with the, with Jamie Lee Curtis. And I just watched that one when it came out. I don't, that came out like two years ago or a year ago. It was good. It was really good. Um, it kind of, it was, it, it basically ignored all the other movies. It, it basically said, okay, we've got Halloween one, Halloween two. We're picking off where we left off. Michael Myers is in the institution. Here's what's going on. And it was cool. But then they're doing another one now. And, and they're like, well, no, this one's going to end it. So I'm like, well, you got to stop at some point. So again, I feel like with the slasher movies, they go too far. Like, Jason, you went too far. Freddy, to me, after the first one, was a joke. He became a joke. Yeah, but at the same time, I think I probably enjoy those movies more than some than a lot of the other of those slasher classics, so to speak. Uh, just, Freddy's just a fun character, I guess. He is, and Robert England did great with him. I mean, he and but you know the idea of Freddy when you think about it, this creepy child killer molester guy who gets burned by the by the town, comes back to kill children. It's kind of disturbing. Well, it's terrifying, but it, you know then that brings up an interesting point though. Freddy became a joke in the later movies. 
but when they tried to do it really serious with the re- with the reboot, it would and Jackie Earl, Earl Haley's great. I thought it was great. It's a great choice for that sort of thing, but not a great decision for that type of character because it didn't work. It wasn't the, it wasn't right at all. It wasn't Freddy anymore. You're so. right. They did. They tried to go serious, and everybody didn't like it. Yeah. And then they said, okay, well, we gotta we gotta go back, or we gotta scratch Freddy. So I don't know if Freddy's ever gonna see the screen again. Maybe. Um, but I don't know what you do with it at this point. Yeah, it, it would be tough because you basically have to go back to what people liked about Freddy, which is Robert England's silliness. Yeah. And like, then you'd have to find somebody that, I don't, are you going to do an imitation of Robert England or are you going to do your own thing with it, but just in the similar style? It would be tough to really walk that line. Yeah, you almost just, there's some movies that you just need to go and come up with another idea. And they, they tried to do that with The Collector. They had two of them. Nah, those weren't that great. Um, Candyman, which I thought is an underrated movie. As, as a horror film, and they're redoing Candyman right now. Uh, I like the idea of Candyman, but again, I don't know if you can do multiple Candymans, you know. Um, I can't really, and they tried to do more with Leatherface. They did the, you know, the prequel, and I just watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D the other day, and it's just, it's awful. Um, I don't mind the Jessica Biel remake that they did. Like, I don't either. Ten years ago or whatever And I didn't mind the prequel. That showed how Leatherface, how that whole family got twisted and became Le- like I don't mind that either. Mm-hmm. Plus, it has some good good looking women in it. Um, which hurt. it does. If you're, just, hurt. if you're a slasher film, yeah, it's kind of part of the package. It's part of the protocol. So, um, but I, I think that again, they're going to the well too many times. You need to come up with something new. Uh, you mentioned since we're, we haven't talked about vampires yet. We need to go to vampires. They're a huge part of Halloween, huge part of the scary movie genre. Um, I'm going to look at it from two perspectives with you on vampires. What is a classic vampire movie that you like, and what is a more modern vampire movie that you like? Uh, I got some. I got some landmarks throughout the years. Uh, first one is Nosferatu, the original, not the German remake. Uh, the, the German remake was seen by a lot more people, but I think the original is so much creepier. Uh, silent movie even yes then obviously the the Bella Lugosi classic that was great mostly because of Bella Lugosi was so awesome obviously uh, interviewed the vampire from the 90s was a good one probably Tom Cruise's best role ever yeah that was a lot of fun and then you know I, m- I mentioned it earlier 30 days a night I mentioned it in the wrong <laughs> in the wrong category but that's not a zombie movie at all but yeah I really love that and what I loved is that they kind of the look of the vampires in that movie like called all the way back to those old-fashioned vampires back before even Dracula, I believe. They did. They, they yeah, went, Lon Chaney, I think, was the guy that yeah, did that Lon Chaney. back in the day. They went to that non-sexy role. You yeah. know, even even the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi, it was, had this mystique about it. Right. There was nothing. These were savage creatures Yeah. that barely resembled humans. They spoke a different language, which was cool. Um, but still had a vampire vibe. They were not yeah. zombies. No, no. But they were there to kill. And what a great idea to go to a town that experiences dark for 30 days. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was original. Um, but Outstanding I, idea. Yeah. The sequel, again, not that great. Um, but the 30 days, a phenomenal movie. And the Muse did the soundtrack. Well, it at least has songs on it. So you get some great music on too. Um, but I think Interview with a Vampire, I can't tell you how many times we saw that in the movie theater. It was, it was, it was like a dozen. It's ridiculous. It was embarrassing. This was back before, you know, you had to sell your left arm to go see a movie. Um, Plus we were, you know, teenagers. We didn't have anything better. That's true. We were teenagers. We had 
money at random and nothing to do. So we could be doing a lot worse. Um, but Interview with the Vampire, Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas, Tom Cruise. What's her face? Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in her best role. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, I expected more from her than we got. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That was my first introduction. I don't know if that was my first introduction to Antonio Banderas. I don't think so. Maybe. Um, but we, it was great. And again, great music. And then, of course, Guns N' Roses did an awesome song on there, too. So Tom Cruise, that's what you need to get back to. That stuff. Not this Mission Impossible 17 nonsense. Um, I don't even think... I, I don't think I've seen Mission Impossible past two. But I've seen a couple of the more recent ones. Some of them are okay. Yeah. They're, you, you know what you get. Yeah. Um, for me, Dracula, Bela Lugosi is... That's all I gotta say. It's classic for a reason. It's classic for a reason. Um, 30 Days a Night is great um, because of what we just talked about as far as the vampires go. The other vampire movie that is good, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's a guilty pleasure and maybe that'll lead me to my next topic. But it had cool, a cool story and a cool premise to it was Vampires. The movie Vampires, um, James Woods is in it. They're vampire hunters. And what was cool about it, though, was the lead vampire is very cool. But the history, the, the, the story behind those vampires and what they had been doing for all these years and their lineage and all that was really, really cool. It's an action 90s you know, type style movie. It's like Take the Lost Boys meets... I don't know what. Sort of tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> but I just really liked it. And I just watched it again um, last year to see, you know, and I was like, I still like it. Was John Bon Jovi in that movie? Did he have yes, a cameo in that he movie? he sure did. I don't know why I remember that. So you have John Bon Jovi and James Woods and a cool soundtrack. And the, the lead vampire reminded me of Marilyn Manson a little bit. He wasn't Marilyn Manson, but he was very cool. Um so I like that. That's, that's, that's one of those movies I, I really enjoy. But again, I think there's more to do with movies with vampires. I don't think they've done enough. It, yeah, it, there's so much, that, so much. It seems like, well, we were just talking earlier about Wolfman movies. Like Those things are so classic, and yet there are so few really great movies in that genre. Why are there not more? It doesn't seem like it makes sense. There's a lot of movies, but most of them are trash. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> And there's just there's just cooler stories like and the cool thing about vampires or really any of these is that you can do them in different time periods. They don't have to be modern. They don't have to be old. You could do like give me a vampires 1960s movie. You yeah. know something cool like that. Put it in another country. You know I don't know. I just I think that they're they're just kind of cranking out nonsense because they don't put any effort into it. But that's just me. All right. So we've talked about vampires, zombies, all that. Monster movies. This might be a little difficult because a lot of the monster movies are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they're bad on purpose. Exactly. It's made to be a popcorn, silly movie that people laugh at. Which is, which is fine. Those, there, there's a, look, there's a room for that at Halloween, like the giant, the giant Gila monster, or Gila monster. Right. Um, you know, or uh, what's the other one? Um, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> or what about the giant ant movie? You know, I don't yeah. even know what it's called. but Them? Them, I, I think. think. Yeah, it's a, it's a freaking giant ant. I mean, it's not even, 
you know, some of those are, or The Blob, for example, um, horrible movie. That's just great to watch. They're a category for it. But when you look at creature movies, you, I think you can cross into the sci-fi realm. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are going to have carry, have carry over with that. So when you think creature movie, what do you think of? Uh, again, I really like ones that, that sort of uh, tread new ground. Uh, Alien was a classic for a reason. Again, like that's, that movie is, has so much tension building. Most of it is just tension building. Yeah, the yes. actual sightings of the monster are few and far between, honestly. I mean, I think if you add it up, it's probably like 20 minutes. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's not much of the movie. No. The, uh, and the, but I also really like stuff that's off the, like, kind of off the beaten path that, that just, like I said, treads different ground. Uh, I watched a Korean movie called The Host. I think we might have watched that one back The Host is awesome. And it's like, it's, you have to watch it in Korean. You have to. I, some people, I know, really hate watching movies in subtitles, and I understand that. But this one, it's really worth it, because the, the dubbing is really silly. If you watch it in the, with, in the original Korean, though, you get the, the vibe of it, which is, there is a lot of comedy in there, but there's also some serious drama and depth to the movie. And I, I really like it. It's a, kind of a ridiculous monster movie, but it's so much better than you expect. No, that's good. That's also on uh, Prime, uh, too, for free right now. By the way, guys. Um, yeah, no, The Host was a good one. And you're right. Sometimes you just got to take the movie in its original format to get the big picture. You know, you got to try to suffer through. It's really not that big of a deal, though. Uh, some movies I have a hard time with, but that one's not that big of a deal. Um, so for me, when I think of creatures, and this is a little bit different, uh, I look at The Mist. Um, the one that came out with Thomas Jane. Um, that was cool. It was really cool. Uh, I know there's the fog and all that, but totally different. Totally different. The seems m- very similar. And yeah, um, as a premise, but but it's different. not. Yeah. So the mist was cool. If you haven't seen it, I won't say anything. But you get your creature, you get your suspense, you get your unknowing, you get your your panic and your violence, which we all love. You get your creatures, plenty of them, by the way. You get the Armageddon style vibe too, which is kind of fun. Like what's happening. But the ending of that movie, to me, is one of the most disturbing move endings. I didn't expect it, didn't see it coming, and when it happened, I was like, they just went there. So Flat out one of the best endings. I think so, too, because I never saw it coming. Yeah. Watch it, The Mist. And, and it's, I'm sure you can rent it, or it's not on any streaming that, you know, Netflix, but I'm sure you go to Redbox online or Amazon or anyone, um, Shutter, <laughs> you know. Uh, you can you can watch it, but the mist and it's a good creature film. I mean, it really is. You know, eighty percent of the movie is creatures, you know, or some sort of creature. So that's a good one. Uh, that, also, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about monster movies, you can't help but bring up the thing. Because yes. personally, I, they've made three different versions of that movie. I think all three of them are fantastic. I love all three of them. Okay, They're all very different. But so I'm gonna actually tell you that I only can think of two. What's the third one? The, there was the uh, most recent one that came out, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say something like seven years ago, okay. as, as a guess. I think that one's maybe the one I haven't seen. Uh, there's the famous one in the 80s from John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Uh, uh, that one's pretty good. That one's awesome. Everybody loves that one. But then there was also the old black and white one, which That's is my favorite. surprisingly cool, too. That is my favorite. And, and uh, I think you led, led us into that category of classic, underrated movies that people don't think about. And I'm talking classic. I'm not talking like what we consider a classic. Like, I don't know. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a classic, but it's not classic. 
I'm talking black and white, old school. In the, in the classic era. In the classic era, yes. I think The Thing is one of the best ones out there because it's underrated. People have seen it, but not a lot of people talk about it. They talk about Frankenstein, The Wolfman, and Dracula, Bride of... But they don't talk about The Thing. The other one that I really like, too, and you guys are going to laugh, and I don't care, Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of the coolest movies. I mean... Yes, it's cheesy, but look at when it was filmed. But it's that creature was flat out like he was he was killing people. <laughs> like I mean, it was a really cool moment. It was just this. There was not much explanation for it. They they very you didn't need a background story on this creature. You got a little bit, and it was awesome. And then one of my favorites ever too is the Last Man on Earth. Vincent Price, phenomenal movie. Love it. I Am Legend. Yeah, that was I Am It's Legend. essentially the same movie, yeah. but... Except better. Yeah. Because I Am Legend sucked. <laughs> I, again... I old, sort of liked it, didn't love it. I like the concept of, like, we have a cure for cancer, but we turn you into these crazy people. Kind of like COVID. It's probably going to happen this year. But um, <laughs> um, it was cheap. They just, again, they should have dialed down on the effects. I think it could have been better. But... I don't know. Will Smith was pretty funny in it, I guess. But anyway, with what you're saying, those old school horror movies, they're, they're so well done. They're, they're like just the way they're shot, even. It's so cool. Like even the one where uh, Abbott and Costello go to the ca- I forget the name of the movie. It might just be like Abbott and Costello go to the castle or something. But or, uh, but they they see Bella Lugosi as Dracula. Oh they yeah, see, yeah. They see the original. You know, uh, Boris Karloff is the is Frankenstein. At least I think it's Boris. Karloff. It's it's yeah. It's it was a, him in the original. Yeah, movie, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh, okay, yeah, I knew it had yeah. some a really easy title. I just couldn't think of it. But even that one, it looks really cool. It looks scary. Like it's shot so well because it's done by all the same people. And then there's the uh, if you get the DVD of the original Bella Lugosi Dracula, a lot of the DVDs will come with the Mexican version which was shot at the same time by the same production people, and that looks cool, too. It's a completely different movie, but shot by the same people at the same time, so it looks really cool. That's the thing, and they go underrated. Like You kind of went into that category. You know, We talked about there is a whole Mexican horror movie genre, and let's not forget the Italian movies. I mean, the Italian horror films. Oh, man. Some of the greatest gross bloody... If you want to see blood and face-melting nonsense eyeballs popping out just watch any italian horror movie lucio freaking fulci that guy is people that guy is the king of disgusting <laughs> the the uh the practical effects that you get think <laughs> yeah alexa's trying to tell us something. alexa just talked to us by the way this is live so we don't we don't edit this crap out sorry <laughs> Anyway. Lucio Fulci, yeah, the, the, the practical effects they use in those movies are so gross because it's not CGI. You can see all the stuff squishing, and it's like, it's really disturbing. It is, in, yeah. In a fantastic, scary movie sort of way. Yeah, it's not some computer-painted picture. It's this guy's head got put in a vice, and it melted. I mean, it exploded, and we saw it. Like, we saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. But you... You got to watch at least one or two. What what's one that comes to your mind at all, Ken? The Beyond. That's the Yeah, that's okay. The there you go. It's also, it's also been released under the name Seven Doors of Death. So it depends on where you find it. It could be called that or called The Beyond, but that is an outstanding movie from just a gross-out perspective. If you're looking for like 
acting and directing oh, and no. all that. It's it's kind of mediocre. But uh, the the effects and the creeps and the scares, whatever you want to call them, so cool to look at. Yeah, nobody watches those movies for acting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so original. The, the things that they come up with, the, the different ways of being gross in that movie. And it's not like, like barf and poop. It's like scary horror movies. It's scary horror, yeah. I mean, your your nose got ripped off or your... Your your lip got split open and your tongue fell out. I don't know. I, I don't know how that works, but it's disgusting nonetheless. And it's it's really good. Uh, really good. And there's a whole slew of them under there. Once you go down that Italian road, you're just going to find so many. Like, it's, it, it's worth to watch this time of year. Um, and, you, you know, I know we talk about DVDs, and that's becoming like a, a thing of the past. <laughs> but you can find these collections still. You know, 13 movies, uh, you know, for X amount of price online. And you can get a, an Italian zombie horror movie collection. I think there actually is a three-pack of Lucio Fulci. And I know for sure there's there's multiple packs of Dario Argento. Oh, yeah. Mario Bava, too. Yeah, I mean, you can just, you'll, you'll never run out of them. Um, all right, so we've talked about that. Now let's go into some of our guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasure horror movies that aren't necessarily... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're good. It doesn't matter what you think of them. Um, just movies that you're like, on my list, I'm going to watch this. Every year, I can't help it. It's a tradition. I love it. Some people hate it. I don't care. I don't really... To be honest, I don't really watch anything every year. Uh, That's even, interesting. Even my favorite movies, I don't watch every really? year. Really? Yeah, I like to have space between them. But uh, a couple of them I actually wrote down when I thought about this question. Uh, Jaws 3D, everybody thinks it's stupid, and they're right. It's oh, stupid. it's horrible. But, but seeing that anyway. shark come at you... Yeah, I don't care how cheesy that effect is, it looks cool to me. I forgot all about that. Uh, and another one, actually, it was a Lucio Fulci movie. It's, uh, okay, this is funny. It's called Zombie, right? <laughs> Z-U-M-B-I. That makes uh, sense. Or I think released in America as Z-O-M-B-I-E, the normal spelling for us. But uh, it was also released as Zombie 2 in Italy. But it wasn't uh, a sequel? Right. It that makes sense. It was a sequel of a, of a movie called Zombie. What it was, was an unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead, because Dawn of the Dead was released in Italy as Zombie Z-O-M-B-I. So it's this unofficial, like, cheap sequel that they just decided to make of somebody else's movie. But yeah, it wasn't Romero's movie. Right, it had nothing to do with Romero, uh, no connection to them in him anyway. They just decided to make a sequel to Romero's movie. Can you even do that? In Italy, you could. (laughs) I guess so. And they did it all the time. There were sequels of each other all the time. (laughs) But anyway, that movie is actually cool. Zombie. I haven't seen it. I know I haven't seen it. The, it, the, like I enjoy the movie itself for all the gross out reasons I, we just talked about, but uh, it's hilarious when you know the backstory. Right? Like, yeah. It's almost a sequel of itself. It's kind of like you know what you know, man. I didn't really like the last three Star Wars movies, so I'm just gonna make uh, an unofficial three more Star Wars movies. Oh, man, so many people would sign up for that. I know. I'm Personally, sure. I didn't mind the new Star Wars. Movies, I didn't either. For the record, but I didn't either. So, per- so. We're not going to go there, though. We're not going to go there right now. A whole different category. That's a whole different one. So, okay. So, for me, I've got a couple. i got a lot. One of them right off the bat is Monster Squad. I am addicted to that stupid Monster Squad movie from back in the 80s with the Wolfman comes back, the mummy, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, um, 
What else? Invi- uh, mummy. I don't think the Invisible Man's in it. I think it's just Dracula, Creature. Oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, and it's basically Goonies meets the classic monsters. And I love it. It's got the, you know, the fat, funny kid. I mean, it's, it's got your stereo, you know, your Sandlot crew, and they're fighting the classic monsters. Van Helsing's in it, and Dracula's trying to take over the world. Frankenstein ends up being good. It's just a funny, like, I just love it. They just came out a doc, with a documentary of it uh, called Wolfman Gets Kicked in the Nards. And, um, <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's, it's one of those, I don't care, I'm watching it. Every year it's going to happen, Monster Squad. The other one that I have to watch every year, I just have to, and it's obvious, is Halloween. I don't know why. I always tell myself I'm going to, like you, I'm going to skip it this year. And by the end of the season, I'm like, I just want to watch. Just the first one, the original, very, you know, first one. I just watch it. I don't know why. It makes me feel good. It's like I, it's like I wrapped up my season. I, I closed the casket and put a little bow on it. After I was on caskets, that's interesting. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's polite. It's like the dancing pallbearers. That you, <laughs> you know, it's my version of that. Um, which, by the way, when I die, those guys better be there. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and I, I just I feel complete after that. Like I'm like Michael Myers. You know, he did his last stabbing, and I'm over. It's over now. And then I decompress for the next month. I don't know. That's my thoughts. For me, if I'm going to watch Halloween, I feel like I have to watch. Halloween one and two. They are the same. I mean, they, they are like one movie. I, I I could I could agree with that. I, I I could do that. I don't think that I've done that in a long time. So that could be something I could put on my list this year. It reminds me so much. Again, we're not going to go into Star Wars, obviously, but the way they ended Rogue One, the way it it, it matches up with Episode you got to watch so, it so well. You got to almost watch feel it. like now I can't watch the two apart. I have to watch them to back to back like that now. For the same reasons. I know. It's funny when you do that, too, because I'm not... Well, we better not go off on Star Wars. I'm going to stop. I'm just going to say... Well, no, I'm going to say this, this. It's funny when you watch Rogue One and you go into Episode 4, and then you see... I mean, they pick right off. I mean, it's right there, but then you look at the change in special effects, and you're like, oh. They do a really good job of sort of matching... They do. They, they match do. All, the, all the cheesy uniforms from back in the day. They did a great job, and, you know, Vader's awesome. But anyway, so... Um, no more Star Wars talk. That's it. Not, not, not now. We'll do another podcast. Probably never about Star Wars because there's too many of them out there. And I'm going to make somebody mad. And, and yeah, it's my cat. Rusko's getting irritated at it's us. It's a black cat. Basically. He's a black cat. It's Halloween. He's getting irritated. We're, we're deep in the studio here. So, you know, the cat, you hear him? But anyway, so we've got that. Now, those are guilty pleasures. What are some of the lighthearted Halloween stuff? Because there's a whole... You know, fun Halloween. There's a funny Halloween, like like Little Nicky with Adam Sandler, which is annoying as can be. <laughs> uh, but that could be considered Halloween. You know, you mentioned Nightmare Before Christmas, but, you know, I, lo- I look forward to watching uh, The Great Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Halloween. Yeah, I mean, Charlie Brown, the, those things are, uh, you think of them as like really nicey, nice family things. And of course, that's 100% what they are. Yeah. But like there is a, a Halloween one and it's cool. It's one of the best it's ones. It's fun. It's, it's something I can watch with Luke. He's not going to get scared, you know? Because yeah. I'm limited. Although him and I are starting our Halloween uh, horror movies. Um, by that, it's like Monsters, Inc. 
Hotel Transylvania. That was so much better than I expected. Way I was just better. Mention that one. Yeah, there's three of them. By the yeah, way, I, I uh, didn't like the second one as much. Didn't see the third one, but I don't the first the one was so one. much better. First one was good. And then we watched Last Kids on Earth. But um, but yeah, you know, what are some of the other movies that are things that you look at Halloween shows or or cartoons? You know that that, that you like besides the horror movies. Uh, besides horror movies, yeah, for Halloween. Like, besides what we just talked about, like, okay, example, Disney Plus. I just watched the classics, 1950-whatever, Trick or Treat with Donald Duck, you know? Mm-hmm. The, um, the, whatever that dancing skeleton cartoon is in black and white that they did. Um, you know, something like, I just watched The Haunted Mansion with, their Haunted House, or The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. It's not great, but I, I watched it. There know? was that, uh, the... Clip the one uh, cartoon in Fantasia, Night on Witch Mountain. That was phenomenal. That one was scary when I was a kid. It's a, you know, it's like yeah. really cool, sc- creepy. It's great, and it's really cool. It's, of course, it got, also got the classical music behind it uh, that it's based on. Uh, another one that uh, we already mentioned it was Shaun of the Dead. I think it's a hilarious so movie. Too. Yeah, you're right. But also a legit zombie movie. But then, like I used to, so I'm not a big Simpsons fan, but I used to always watch their Treehouse of Horrors. I thought it was great because they would take three or four little clips and do little, you know, couple minute episodes, and they would usually tie it in and make it make fun of something. I thought that was their best work. I used to look forward to those every year. I used to get so excited about the tree. Yeah. Even after I, long after I stopped watching Simpsons, I used to tune in for that one. And episode. Me too. South Park used to do Halloween stuff. Um, I used to look forward to the Halloween shows. You know, like I like when The Office had their Halloween. You know, where. Uh, New Girl had their Halloween. I never watched Friends, but, you know, when they did their stuff like that. Roseanne. Roseanne's Roseanne Halloween. Roseanne used to have outstanding Halloween episodes. They were Halloween fanatics like we were. Yeah. And it was great to watch John Goodman and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. So, or, and then SNL used to do Halloween episodes, um, which I thought was fun. So those are some of the things that you can also do if you need to give this tormenting a break. All right. So favorite is going to be hard, probably. I think this is a hard question. Favorite Halloween movie of all time? That's tough because of all the different categories. Uh, when it, for me, it's just always going to be Nightmare Before Christmas. When I saw that movie That's in the, the theater, okay. I felt like Tim Burton had jumped inside my imagination and pulled it out and put it on screen, except he did it way better than my imagination did, which was, which was a really strange feeling. But that's the way it felt. I just felt like this is... Like home. <laughs> I, I get that. No, I, I get that. I think that, you know, ironically enough, when you look at all of Tim Burton's work, that might be his best movie. It's his, I think it's his best, and it's also the most Tim Burton movie. It's yeah. the Tim Burtonist. It is. That, well, that one in Edward Scissorhands, those two. Edward Scissorhands, yeah. And, you know, you could, you could look at Tim Burton and some of the other stuff he's done, too. Because he did Sweeney Todd, too, right? Yep. That was a good one to watch for Halloween as well. He did lots, uh, of blood. lots of blood. He did uh, what's the other movie? It was old, Dark Shadows, which sucked. I never got around to seeing that. It's not good. The show was better than the than the movie because they made it a comedy, and the show was a soap opera. Yeah, the show knew it was a soap opera. Yeah, so I, to be something else. I didn't like that. But Sleepy Hollow was cool though. Sleepy Hollow was great. Now, he didn't do Corpse Bride. Uh, he no, his some of his people that he had worked with. Yes. did that one. But I like. I think that it was one. still. I think it was still him, like he produced it. I forget that. Yeah, because they, I, if I, if I, 
if you listen, if you watch Tim Burton, if you read it, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, Frank and Weenie, and I think Corpse Bride are all connected. And I think he talks about that. I hadn't heard about an actual connection. They're yeah. All, they're obviously ultra similar in style. I'm 99, okay, I'm 90% sure that they finally came out and said they're all connected. All right, it was bugging me, so I looked it up. Uh, Tim Burton did do Corpse Bride. Okay, yeah. But well, Stranger Johnny Depp does the voice in that, right? Uh, yes, I think For, so. Yeah. Uh, but strangely enough, he didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas, the, the uh Really? The Tim Burtonist movie ever. He didn't actually technically direct. I mean, he was the guy in charge of it. Obviously, it's Tim Burton. Yeah, anybody who's ever who's aware of Tim Burton's work can look at that and see that it's like pure mainline Tim Burton right out of the vein. But like, uh, no, he did technically didn't direct it because he had somebody else that was more uh, familiar with directing stop motion animation do the actual function of directing the movie. Tim Burton was still obviously the creative force behind it. That's interesting. Directed. I didn't know that. Henry Selleck directed it. Same guy that did James and the Giant Peach. Which is another awesome movie. Not Halloween, but awesome. Uh, I mean, I guess you could really stretch it. It's not Halloween, but that's a good movie. So, okay. So, for me, when I look at the epitome, I, I'm going to go, man. The, the Night Living Dead. Night Living Dead, for me, is my Halloween. You I talk. Pick one pick a classic. You know, I got to pick it. I talk about watching Halloween, but Night Living Dead, for me, is it. Um, some of the honorable mentions that I think we need to talk about Cabin in the Woods again another movie that was so much better than I expected what an original that was. completely original yeah awesome um, yeah we gotta talk about Cabin in the Woods we gotta talk about the remakes we have not talked about remakes yet before is, we wrap this up that's a fat category so we're gonna look at remakes I am one when I see remakes reboots I get very upset because I think Hollywood's lazy however sometimes it's necessary what are some of the remakes? Give me a remake that is phenomenal, and give me a remake that they should bury. All right, well, we'll first, <laughs> off the top of my head, we've, got, you know, we've mentioned the thing, and you said sometimes remakes are necessary. That's not one where the remake was necessary, because like I said, everybody likes the 80s. You're right. You're right. But they redid it anyway. It, was, it wasn't really a remake of the 80s one. They kind of did more of a remake of the original, but whatever. Uh, that one I thought was really cool. Like I said, I like all three of those. Uh, the... American version of The Ring, Ooh. as well as the American version of the vampire movie Let the Right One In. Both yeah. of those, I thought, they, that was a movie, those were two movies that were already great. The original foreign version was already great. And then they did the American remake, and you think there's no way it can possibly be good. It's going to be worse. But it's not. Both of the American remakes of those movies are great. Let the Right One In is phenomenal. Phenomenal vampire movie. Both versions of that movie. You're right. And The Ring. The first Ring. Forget all the other crap. I think the American version of The Ring is even better than the original Japanese one. I think you're right, too. But the the Japanese version of The Grudge is better than the American version of Grudge. That one I can kind of go either way on, personally. No offense, Buffy. Um... But yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. There, there's a lot better production value in the American version. Oh, and completely. That, and that does make some difference. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so give me another one that they shouldn't have done. Uh, well, Nightmare on Elm Street. The, we, we mentioned that one, but uh, so I won't go back to that one. Here's a good one. Leprechaun. Now, Leprechaun, unlike, uh, unlike The Ring and Let the Right One In, Leprechaun was not a good movie to begin with. Those movies have always been terrible, but they knew they were terrible. Mm-hmm. What happened in the remake, they got a pro wrestler, and, uh, 
And the, it, it sounds funny, but it's, it was a pro wrestler. Uh, and uh, Dylan Postel, I think is the guy's real name, went, uh, went by the name of Hornswoggle in wrestling. For all you WWE was, fans. And he was actually a good choice because he actually, he actually could be funny and stuff. He would actually would have made sense if they would have made the movie like the classic Leprechaun movies. Right. But they didn't. They tried to make it serious, and it was terrible. Yeah, they tried to make it like a horror movie. Yeah. Like, this is scary. Like, the leprechaun's evil. Instead of, here's a really bad movie that's a leprechaun that you're just going to watch and laugh at. Like, like Pumpkinhead and Chud. Yeah. You know? We're just going to laugh at that. Or I mean, let's not forget, Leprechaun was in the hood at one point. <laughs> so. I think, did he go to space? And yes, he did. He went to space. Now, the only thing that could have made that worse is if he fought Jason in space. Right, which was the worst Jason movie. God awful. Wow, I forgot that. And WWE was behind that remake on that Leprechaun. Yeah. Not yeah. a good choice. No. Well, let's not forget they did that also. WWE did that movie uh, about the psychotic luchador. Psychotic luchador, yeah. Yeah. Remember Rey Mysterio's... Senior. Yeah, yeah, Rey Mysterio's senior. That's, was yeah. in it, and he oh, was the killer. Yeah, I bought the movie because I thought Mysterio was in it. And it was, yeah, god-awful. But I used to just waste money on nonsense. Okay, so here's a remake that I thought was phenomenal. Dawn of the Dead. That uh, was great. That was great. Uh, Ving Rhames is in it. I don't know anybody else. <laughs> Zack Snyder made it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, there you go, Zack. You don't have to do a 17-hour Zack Snyder cut. And release it. Which some of us are down for, by the way. Yeah, well, that's a, that, <laughs> might, that might be a podcast that we'll talk about. That one in Star Wars, you, get, you know you're going to make somebody angry. Yeah, me. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, no, I, that, that, that movie was awesome. I mean, because the, the other Dawn of the Dead was good. I mean, it was good. Yeah. Uh, but this one was like, it took that Dawn of the Dead... And it upped it to, like, the next level of, of whatever. One of the other remakes they shouldn't have done, though, I'm going to tell you right now, is Poltergeist. It was horrible. I, don't, I didn't actually see the remake. They literally tried to copy the original, and it sucked. Instead of adding anything to it other than effects and money, it was like an updated version, but sucked. They tried to do that with Psycho, and... I, I, maybe I'm the only person, but I actually thought they did a pretty good job with it. The original is still the best because it had, like, the black and white had, gives it that haunting ambiance. Yeah, and it was ahead of its time. And, and because it's so black and white and so minimal, the music, that's, that super dramatic music, has so much more impact that way. But I think they, the, the remake with, you know, Vince Vaughn, I think it actually, they actually did a pretty good job with it. What I liked about the remake was, number one, Vince Vaughn was creepy in it. Yeah. Um, but two, they used all the same dialogue. They didn't add oh, it. It's shot for shot. It's shot for shot. And that's, that's a true remake. Yeah. Um, that was impressive to me. Um, so I don't hate it. I think a lot of people did. But I don't hate it. I never think about it. But I don't hate it. But Poltergeist was god awful. Don't do it. Um, you guys. And, and the, the same thing, I'm going to tell you right now. Child's Play 1. Child's Play was not that good to begin with. Okay. But. You know, whatever, the idea of a doll coming to life is creepy because dolls suck. But the new updated Child's Play, where they rebooted it and they modernized it, where this ch- this doll is operated through Bluetooth and all this stuff, no. And not Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think it's all that. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, all this. And no, it's, it's, it's awful. It's horrible. The doll doesn't even look the same. 
And no, just stop it. Just they need to leave things alone. That's all I'm going to say. I would have watched the heck out of that movie if not for your recommendation to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, don't. Because I mean, and and sometimes you have to watch. Part of watching horror movies is watching bad horror movies. You know, that's yeah. fun. Well, I'll watch that movie eventually. Yeah, I just would have watched it immediately. And it's but, free and prime. Um, but no, don't, don't stop it. Leave it alone. Go away. I felt the same way about Pet Cemetery. About the re- 